Scary stories to read in the dark. I'm, I'm just oh, probably yeah. making that. Was that actually what it's called? Yeah. They had the creepy illustrations. Those yeah. illustrations were fucking those amazing. Those were terrifying. Yeah. 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 Those were like some cannibal corpse level. Like <laughs> Those illustrations and the like Edward Gorey illustrations. I was oh. just thinking there's yeah. there's sort of Edward Gorey-like, but they were like chilling. Twisted. They were so yeah. much more intense than that. Yeah, I mean like, like the really pictures fr- of like the freaky pigs dog. that the woman was like fed oh, to. Yeah, I do remember dog. when I was a kid like just wanting to avoid that area completely in the bookstore. Uh. <laughs> because <laughs> those covers were so scary. That's funny. I had the whole section on my shelf at home. Oh really? Uh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yep. All right. Welcome to the show everybody. Welcome. Welcome thank you, thank you. fellow robots. Welcome to the house. Uh, so I'm your host. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, <laughs> a robots. that's the thing. Uh, right. I'm your host, Asher Lack. How With me house? are my co-hosts, Dr. Alan Sussman. Hello. Host is spelled H-A-U-S-T. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Honorable Sam Lazarus. I really don't like that epithet. So yeah, much. it's too bad. And you our really lawyer. Can't de- can't deliver on that honorable <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's way too high. <laughs> can't high live up to that. Raphael Rattenberg, ESQ. I can live up to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can represent me. Yeah. When I get arrested for selling fake medicine. Yeah? I don't that's, know. Is, that, is that coming down the pipeline? That's good to know about. <laughs> what God kind of medicine? Knows. Cool. <laughs> so today we're talking about Dark Star, the 1974... Grateful Dead album. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. That's John a great, Carpenter. That's a, that's a great Grateful... I can't believe that wasn't on the soundtrack. Okay, well, the, hang on. Soundtrack that John Carpenter apparently wrote. wrote yeah, yeah. He is... Including... Yeah. That's the best part about this movie i think by a long can shot. we just first talk about the jar organ yeah it was so awesome like i was so yeah. sure i was dreaming during that sequence <laughs> i did not so, think that was really okay wait so, this is i yeah, i'll just jump into this before we get into anything this is like i feel like it should be a genre of movies that i think it only existed in the 70s of like Deep stoned, yeah. like deeply, deeply, deeply stoned movies. Yeah. Like any Ralph Bakshi movie, yeah. um, like certainly Fritz the Cat. But there's another oh, one. God. Yeah, Warriors. Are you Warriors? Oh, me? you know about this? Of course, actually, I used to watch. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know about Warriors? I watched as Warriors a, as barely. a child. That was like that is explains <laughs> a lot. Hey. <laughs> We're just having a di- other conversation. It's on a different channel. We'll put, a, we'll put out two podcasts. <laughs> Robot Outhouse. Oh, can we make a podcast where it's like choose your your speaker? Like you, you yeah, get we're to gonna push make a the Zyrica podcast. Choose your own ennui. <laughs> choose which yeah. boring person you want to talk to. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, oh, Warriors, apparently Asher saw it as a child. Wait, I saw it as wait, an adult. Is that the, the movie with like the gangs in New York? No, that's no. The Warriors. Oh, okay. yeah. War- and either. it's Wizards, Missing not Warriors. It's Wizards. Oh, wizards. that I've seen. It's animated? Right. Yeah. Did yeah, I, I say I, Warriors before? You said Warriors and I made I'm a big sorry. deal. But yeah. I know what you're it's talking about. Wizards. It's called Wizards. Are you wizards? About, it's a cartoon? Yeah, it's it a cartoon. Oh my God, that, mu- okay, that fucking movie Sam, blew my mind. Sam, you watched that as a yeah. kid too, right? Okay, so so Where Sam and I obviously... <laughs> call, you know, call out fucking Asher and Sam's parents <laughs> being bad at parenting. <laughs> well, I didn't watch heavy metal at that age. I mean, Warriors is arguably... Have. Or Wizards is arguably just as gnarly. Because, like... It's pretty... Intense. It's pretty crazy, and I went back and rewatched some of we it. Was like, that. holy shit! I watched this as like a six year old, 
Like it's pretty deranged. Yeah, but I think it's, it's just because it was in the cartoon section of the video store. Yeah. And my parents were just like, oh, yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah, but your parents knew who Ralph Bakshi was, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, he also did a Lord of the Rings, in case you didn't know that. Which is amazing. Uh, I did The Hobbit. No, The Hobbit was like a British company where Leonard Nimoy... No, John Huston plays Gandalf. Anyway, we're really off the rails on this one. Yeah, but no, the genre of like stuff that is just... You... if the hemispheres of your brain don't interact <laughs> properly. Yeah, it's like, like if everybody who made this movie was completely baked the entire time through the whole process and it was only going out to theaters where the employees were like, entirely no, baked like, <laughs> for audiences who were going to get baked in the movie. I mean like extra double <laughs> baked, like burnt. <laughs> yeah. Like they were <laughs> fucking baked before they showed up to work and then they got baked at work. You know, yeah. you don't, I mean, I don't know if you know that feeling of like you like you drunk or, or whatever drunk or stoner and then you get sober and then you do it again like the same day oh god yeah. yes. like that, that feeling so like you unpleasant. feel the sober coming on and you're like quick quick yeah yeah and you're like doubling down yeah yeah and just like you're constitutionally maybe not the type of person that can handle that <laughs> yeah you're just like damn <laughs> what's happening that's what this movie sort of felt like yeah, this, felt, like mm-hmm. that one scene when um that guy's talking about surfing do little's mm-hmm. talking about surfing yeah. oh, uh with talby yeah. Right? And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. So so should we break the oh, yeah. plot of this movie down? <laughs> Snap this plot in half. It's another one with like actually a pretty short plot. Yeah. The plot, yeah. The, a pretty short plot. This movie was 80 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> and 20 minutes are chasing a beach ball alien. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, long sequence of very of going, long. Hanging scene. on an elevator, going up and down. <laughs> I yeah. imagine his upper body strength. I, I, I applaud oh, yeah, his upper yeah, body strength. Exactly. Totally yeah. Oh, and also, if you have a spaceship with artificial gravity, why are there elevator shafts in it? Why can you fall down the elevator shafts? That doesn't make any sense. If you're turning the gravity, gravity on... Why are we always fighting about gravity, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess I, I think take the it only seriously. reason they yeah. had gravity in there was so they could make like a thick grav bong. How could you? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> just like here's the thing, listeners. <laughs> this, if you this haven't ship seen this runs movie, on fumes, baby. Yeah, <laughs> just runs just on chill vibes. Go to Google and just Google like Dark Star cast. And when you see the pictures <laughs> of the facial hair that these guys have, really you will impressed. understand. This was like being backstage at an America concert. I was impressed <laughs> that they got all the members of Creedence Clearwater Revival to star in a movie together. Yeah. <laughs> or was it Canned Heat? Oh, God. Yeah, it was just like everything about this movie was just like, oh, God, the 70s. I remember once, like, there was a... If there the was 70s made it to space. Yeah, if yeah. the 70s, like, just were... Uh, I mean, I guess they were many shitty people. I just... I remember once flipping through an issue of Rolling Stone that was, like, music through the decades. And, like, you saw the 50s and everybody's, like, really clean cut and, like... Buddy Holly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, we're jangling around. Rock and roll. Take your Stratocaster, buddy. You know, or whatever. And then it flips to the 60s and, like, everybody's hair is a little longer. Obviously, they're smoking pot. But, like, shit's okay. You know, even as you go through to, like, 67, 68, whatever. And then it was literally, I flipped a page from, like, 1969, where they're talking about Woodstock and everybody's cool, to, like, 1972. And I was like, what fucking nightmare (laughs) happened between these two years? Richard Nixon? Yeah, it was was like, what the fuck? Uh, Okay, so I think Woodstock, (laughs) why cut? Really paints a picture. Yeah. Woodstock... This really is, good member of the Peanuts gang. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was Woodstock though. I mean, like the that the uh, rock and roll reached a critical mass commercialization, and it became, you know, like the the completely bloated, uh, ridiculous shit. This, which is what punk rock reacted to. Yeah, but also like the type of cultural hegemony that like you know really created the alternative space for alternative forms of music, including punk, including hip hop. Uh, like funk and R and B got real fucking weird in that time. <laughs> That's um, true. That was kind of cool. Anyway, like this, yeah, it's like, but like you said, like it's like Woodstock hits that sort of like cultural critical mass, and then it's like what happens? Like the Manson murders, Nixon. Well, I guess Nixon was already in in '69. Watergate, was, yeah, Watergate, and it's just like, who wants to break the plot down of this? A bunch of deeply stoned <laughs> low lives. I mean, no, I mean, I don't. They're know. also in mourning. To be fair, are they? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah right. But sort of not. God, this movie was so strange. So Maybe they're yeah. grappling it with it in their own All way. Right, so yeah. let's uh, let's get let's get through the plot, I guess. Okay. No one's gonna no, no one the plot, this I can do the plot in like eight words. They're in a spaceship looking for okay, that's eight words. Go ahead, Asher. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's the so the movie follows basically is it three or four? Four astronauts who are on a spaceship that's been out in the universe for a long time. Can we say the their galaxy. names? Because they have great names. Yeah, their names are uh, Pinback, Doolittle, Talby, and Boiler. 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 Okay. Boiler. Definitely Boiler. Pinback, Boiler. Well, and I Talby. assume... Yeah, exactly. Doolittle. And what's I mean, the Jesus. dead guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, Colonel something. Yeah. Right? He John, was there... John Johnson. Yes, I remember. Yeah, he was there like chief supreme leader guy but i got the sense he died fairly early on actually yeah they said that they were like oh he died after the first jump so basically their mission which like this was the craziest thing about the movie was that their mission and (laughs) correct me if my understanding of this was wrong was to find planets that were capable of fostering intelligent life and blow them up. Oh, no, that's wrong. That's I couldn't wrong. really... Yeah. That's wrong. It took me a couple passes to figure it out, but that's wrong. <laughs> it's, they enough. were removing planets from systems that were unstable. That is... Why unstable? Could spiral into the sun. They explained that yeah. and cause explicitly a in, one, in one case. Yeah, but, but that's, there could be lots of reasons for a planet to be deemed unstable. It just means like that body is going to render the system... Un, uh, uninhabitable or un whatever. Right. They're like an advanced scout team for yeah. human colonization. They're clearing yeah. clearing oh. the way for colonists to come. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much more sense because yeah. I originally was like, what they're like finding, is it because these planets are going to foster life that's then going to be a threat to Earth? Yeah, that's how it felt at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And the banality of it all of just sort of like, oh yeah, flip the switch. All right, deploy the bombs. Let's go. So they're out there Find clearing me a the way. To bomb. Yeah, exactly. Find me a planet to bomb, which they say a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're out there clearing the way for this, and their captain recently died because the ship that Not they've been recently, given, like decades earlier. Well, they also say that they've only they themselves only been in space like three years. Yeah, right? that doesn't actually make time. Sense. Yeah, there's a yeah. Time, right, dilation. time dilation. Twenty yeah. twenty. You mean they mean like decades back home? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but would you ever describe it that way? Like, they certainly didn't experience decades. Time may be dilated for them, but their pupils sure didn't. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Thank you. Sound effect. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm just Editor's note. <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> the, the sitar strum from the beginning of, like, within you, without you. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, so basically, what, like, the... Sh- it's kind of it's not even episodic it's just 
boring. Just wandering through yeah. their shitty lives. Basically. Yeah, we watch them like do their shitty chores, and they're bored. And they're bored. Right, they're really bored. And, and they it's not like have, possibly it's not boring. insane. Boring. Did you call it boring? This movie, the movie, yeah. or the life, the movie. Living? Um, I was not bored. No, it wasn't yeah. as boring as like Chronopolis, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, high hurdle to clear. It was powerfully <laughs> boring. Yeah, you guys keep saying that. I was like so compelled by that movie. <laughs> I think I have a uh, theory as to why. Leave your life. The first thirty minutes are just the same, like so repetitive. Right. Yeah, but see, you guys, like. I didn't fail by being high while watching that movie. You guys failed by trying to watch that movie sober. That's why you all think it was boring. <laughs> That's not over. I'm falling I've asleep. I've never seen you fail just so hard. Thinking, just thinking about, about this movie. <laughs> You're so trying to do with this one. Oh, God. Yeah. I, yeah, so they're just they're blowing, blowing up they're planets. Just, they're blowing up That's planets. And, and, and there's then, an alien. Yeah, and there's an alien on the ship. So basically, an alien which they've imprisoned and is clearly higher functioning, like clearly yeah. has the ability yeah. to plan ahead and a consciousness. Yeah. Also, maybe yeah. So, worth noting, like how. Wait, hang on. Let me get that clean. Everything. Oh yeah, it's super looks, janky. Right. Yeah. 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 This is on a shoestring. Well, this was like yeah. his student film. Yeah. Or so this was his student film that he then like shot more, and then they put it to theatrical release. I uh-huh. think. So, but basically, yeah. So. We, the ship followed. Like or you the sh- fucking kids like 2001 <laughs> Space Oddities? Uh, space Oddity? Yeah, fucking well, uh, do, do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do your fucking acid. I don't care. This theater's going to fucking close down and just get in here. You want to smoke your weed? You want to smoke your fucking reefer? Go for it. Raisin that's 80% off. <laughs> Oh, what? What's happening? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, the, I, I just channeled like channeled the scabby like seventies theater owner. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought you were, you were doing John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, like, me too. Frighteningly oh. accurate. Yeah, like I don't give a shit. <laughs> you turn on this camera. You shut the fuck up. Him hold the beach ball. It's an alien now. <laughs> okay. So basically, three quarters of this movie is Sergeant Pinback. <laughs> following around a a beach ball. I thought that scene was great. Though. I had to say I thought yeah, it, it was. was. Fine. I yeah. started yeah. laughing again. Yeah. I would great. I would file this so slapstick. On, in addition to Chronopolis, Wait. I would file this movie under like turn the sound off playing in the background of a bar. Am I correct? I just the, I, I think you're wrong. Watch this this movie. scene particularly, like it was slapstick, but the movie was like something sinister is afoot. Yeah, like. This dude, this alien is planning something really well, bad, which he was. What makes right? you understand that is how, f- <laughs> like, the reason that we have the impression that the movie is sinister, that something sinister is happening, is entirely because of the Carpenter score, yeah, which is yeah. amazing. Right. Mm. John Carpenter is like, to me, you know, obviously he's made incredible contributions to cinema or whatever and created the slasher genre and a ton of other stuff, but like, his scores are amazing. Right, yeah. like all the weird attitude synth shit. I don't know. I was yeah. super. That to me no, was, was the amazing. best part of this movie. But I'm saying, like that scene, if you played it without sound, it plays like Keystone Cops. <laughs> but if you got the sound playing, it's like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of foreboding and a little scary. Like, is this guy going to actually die? Is this movie right. going to get dark? Yeah, right. I, I was expecting it too. I and thought he just, would die. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was exactly. going to turn from like the Marx Brothers into like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know what. Like, what's a, like a human centipede? I was, I was just like, where is this going? Because yeah. like, we're saw. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The, the, the it bounce. was kind of saw. Yeah, 
yeah it's gonna be he's, solid, he's being like, tormented yeah. by a by a fucking bouncing balloon with scaly feet with fucking duck webs duck web duck feet yeah okay and so so basically because the sergeant pinback or whatever his name is i forget what his rank is but because pinback is chasing around the alien he gets stuck and some things get messed up in the ship and one of the bombs that they deploy to blow up one of these planets decides that it won't dislodge no it malfunctions can't dislodge and decides it won't cancel the detonation yeah. Yeah. Which then so leads the ship's computer. So the bomb apparently is its own like sentient AI. The ship's yeah. computer makes total is sense. Its, yeah, that's totally sensible. Yeah. Why would you not do it that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why would you? Oh, I'm a, I thought it was kind of funny. Well, like, it's, it's like, like a... two ships operating systems like at odds with each other. <laughs> you have like the very rational yeah. like female voice like gentle ship's computer. It's like I'm trying to fix the situation. Please stand by. And the bomb is like I have been deployed. I am going to yeah. blow up now. But okay, I won't do it. But this is the last yeah, time. Yeah. All I right. thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And then, so in order to get the bomb to not diffuse, which or to not blow up, the captain, or I guess the acting captain, it was a Doolittle. Yeah. I always I got their names yeah, confused. Okay, Doolittle basically asks the computer to help, and the computer tells him to go talk to the cap, the yeah. former captain, who we've all sort of believed is dead this whole movie, right? Because they've said it like five times. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. hour and a half of watching them like sweep the hallways of the ship and like, I don't know. Target practice. <laughs> yeah, target that practice. diary scene? Yeah. The video diary There's scene? There's a video yeah. diary scene, which I kind of love that. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And it's revealed through the course of this that, that Pinback actually was like a janitor at the space station and that the real Pinback... Yeah, he, was like a, he was like a fuel technician. Yeah, he was a fuel technician. Yeah, and that story obviously means... Like he snuck onto the ship. Yeah. Well, what happens? What uh, my recollection of this is that um, he's t- the way he told the story. The astronaut runs out of the ship, jumps into the vat of fuel. Runs out of the ship, takes off his clothes. Takes off his clothes, jumps into the vat of fuel. He puts on the spacesuit in order to go after him in the vat of fuel, and then they're like, "Sergeant Pinback, you have to get on the spaceship." And he doesn't know how to work the the the, the microphone, so he can't tell <laughs> he's not Sergeant Does Pinback. Does not make any sense. So These, then he's just like shanghaied into space. Yeah, he's shanghaied into space, and he we watch oh, a video it diary. Make any sense, <laughs> of him no. getting like. Wait, so, so you're saying that that story is not he true? Obviously, he like accosted on. the dude, threw him in the vat of fuel, <laughs> and stole his costume. Costume. <laughs> it's basically it's star suit star suit, star suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know i mean i maybe that's not the implication you're supposed to draw but it seemed pretty clear to me like how would that happen like I, why would it make it, any sense to put on the star suit take the time to put on the star suit and then not take the time to say no no you have the wrong guy because he couldn't work the thing i don't know yeah like we have hands like point at the vat be like pinback is in the vat so i'm just gonna (laughs) this guy's dying right now and i oh oops all things being equal i think this might not be the movie to like ascribe like hidden motivations yeah i don't know i don't know because it doesn't fit with his character either okay yeah i don't think that there's like well it's like yeah, I, I don't know. Drawing, so the, drawing the parallel to to Nam, maybe I guess, which <laughs> okay. we'll, we can get into later. Yeah, I mean, maybe the idea is that you know these people are supposed to be like highly trained or whatever, but really they're just like they have no real idea what they're doing. They're being roped into something. Some of them are going insane, you know. Yeah, and I okay. thought that was the actual like interesting sort of subtext of the movie was sort of like 
yeah, the government sends people who are completely unprepared on a mission right. that has no purpose to do nothing, and they're completely insane. And so, in right. the end... To to kind of, like, take care of, quote-unquote, risks. Yeah, exactly. That aren't really risks at all, right? Or that are, like, theoretical risks, right? Like, For oh, this, day, this yeah. like, solar system, like, millions of light years away is becoming unstable, right? Yeah. We need to stop it from becoming unstable. Does anybody so, remember the time frame when they when they actually do the breakdown of like, oh, this planet's going to spiral into the sun and cause supernova? Does he, there's I a lot of nonsense there. Like he says 12,000 rotations or something. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so it depends, yeah, how long a rotation, a rotation is. is yeah. There was something about the Phoenix, um, what was it, Phoenix asteroids, asteroids crossing the universe every <laughs> 12 trillion yeah. years. Oh, God. It's a lot of years. That so makes yeah, total yeah. sense. It's more than years that have happened. Well, yes. And again, yep. and thousand, also they cross the universe more. In the <laughs> somehow. Sort of parallel of Vietnam, we have like all of the sort of soldier types where it's like, okay, so the captain's been killed. Then we have this secondary dude who doesn't really want to be the captain but has to take on board. Then we have like... The dude who's lost his shit obviously doesn't belong there and is wigging out. That's pinned back. Right. And then we have, um, what's his name, who's up top? Talby. The, mer- the mercurial guy, kind of like... Um, who's reached Nirvana. You know what? Now I'm sort of thinking like this has... Mm. Yeah, a little bit. There's it, um, some depth to this movie. Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that, well, that was a, there's my... An echo, there's an echo of that in this movie. Yeah, that was... And what was... Was it Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now? Yeah. No, it was? I think so. I haven't seen it, but I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, right? Yeah. Kind of that character. Yeah, exactly. No one so, seems to be sent there on like a secret mission, though. Yeah, no one's sent there on a secret mission. I mean, I guess the character with the secret motivation was to some degree pinned back because he was hiding his real identity as like the fueler. But uh, oh, wait a and, minute. Yeah, so Talby no, no, but, just, that, but then there's like you know, <laughs> he's who's accidentally drafted, and I think that that's sort of like a, a trope too, where you have the guy, the part, the member of the squad, the platoon, who's I'm not supposed to be here, man. Like yeah, that kind but of they thing. say that he's he told them like. Four years before, right? Yeah, they're just yeah. over talking him. Yeah, yeah. Right. And told them you have told them the same story for his before, so it wasn't. Really, it's not really a secret, right? And you also have Boiler, who's like the the munitions guy. He doesn't get a lot of screen time. Boiler, yeah, not really. He's just sort he of like a horrible mustache. There's that his, great scene where he's trimming it. His mustache <laughs> is disgusting. <laughs> like, there's a scene where they show us their quarters, and there's like they're all sleeping in the same room. That's With like mattresses a wall full on of the porno. floor. Yeah, the yeah. Food storage room. Yeah, exactly. And there's like somebody spray painted like this place sucks on the wall or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, and and then there's Talby who is the sort of com- contemplative one who's hanging out on like the the hatch of the ship, just staring at the stars, talking about like the some crow's nest kind comet of. Yeah. that's coming. Yeah, like yeah, man, the Phoenix comet's gonna come back that's around. Right. Says I like uh, being up. Why don't you come down and eat with us? I like being up here. I like <laughs> just looking at things. Yeah, I mean, I, makes sense. That's where the, I'd want to be. It's all the different ways to go yeah. to go insane, like pin back, <laughs> like like you know, his cabin fever is manifested in like this like torment, being tormented by this gas filled balloon <laughs> with duck feet that he brought on board to be their mascot <laughs> that he hates, <laughs> like he really hates. Boiler just shoots stuff. Yeah, uh, Doolittle right. is just authoritarian and kind of a prick, but like doesn't really know what he's doing. And, and Talby is kind of just you know he's. <laughs> off in the ether so yeah 
in some ways, it mirrors our own relationship. And this, this, <laughs> and this wait, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, which, <laughs> wait, which oh, that's one am I? Okay, I just wait, figured out the round me, table. You're definitely which, pinned back. Damn it. Oh, which, pinned back? So, uh, basically, to wrap up the plot summary of this movie. Um, and the fastest plot summary we've ever done. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> this Clocking episode is going to be like minutes eight long. minutes long. Right, it's like, have you seen this movie? Don't bother. <laughs> the number one comment we receive by solicited and unsolicited is, you guys never get through the fucking plot breakdown. <laughs> so is that true? Have you actually heard that from listeners? Yes. Huh. Really? Sorry, yeah. guys. Oh, sorry, guys. Listeners, if you're if you're coming through for a plot breakdown, we'll get through it. We'll get through it together. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I guess we could work on that. We could always just yeah. have someone do it and then patch it in. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We could have Asher tape it before we show up. Oh, so that's that that's what I need is more interrupt. work <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, uh, so essentially, the the kind of movie hits an actual dramatic head where there's like stakes and that kind of stuff when the bomb decides that it's time to detonate. And Talby is tasked with waking up the captain. Not Talby. No, no. Do, sorry. Doolittle. Doolittle. So Talby goes to repair the communications laser and <laughs> it gets fried somehow. Um, because nobody's he, listening to him. Because no one's listening to him. Poor guy. People don't think it's an actual issue. And he's not able to repair it, so... Um, yeah. It causes like a further critical malfunction. There was like a subplot with the laser that I didn't really understand. Like the laser was somehow part of the issue with the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little weird. It, it wasn't you could really just well say explained. like, oh, there was a short. Um, yeah. So Talby gets messed up with the laser. The bomb thinks that it's time to go off, but it won't deploy. It won't drop toward the surface of this planet. Yeah. I think and it so. Drop. Yeah, yeah, and, I can't. And so Doolittle has to wake up the captain who's frozen, which also is like, again, like a stark turn in tone for this movie, mm-hmm. where the captain is totally. in this sort yeah. of like frozen hypersleep. And I actually, that was probably my favorite scene in the movie. Talking to the captain? Yeah, talking yeah, to the captain. Yeah, messed up. Yeah, yeah, where the captain is like taking these long, slow sentences and is like, you must talk to the bomb. And like that actually felt like a movie. He asked about the Dodgers. He asked about the Dodgers. Yeah, they disbanded 15 years ago. <laughs> That's right. too bad. Yeah. Well, again, the timing here does not make any sense. Oh, I guess it does. Yeah. Because that much time has passed on Earth. Yeah, hmm. definitely. I mean, the, yeah, the, there's a lot of tension, right? Because the bomb has 15 minutes to before it detonates, right? And then yeah. <laughs> the captain's talking like really slowly. He's like, and then sometimes he's just like, hmm. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> and then clearly spaced out. Yeah. It yeah. has to be brought back. Right. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, things are so different now. <laughs> I've forgotten so many things. Uh, yeah, I love that. I mean, it had it's a bit of a... frightening. <laughs> yeah. That's like, not... I'd rather be dead. It's pretty freaking frightening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, is he in there just, you know, just with nothing to do? Yep. Like, yeah. 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 That's what it seems like. Pretty terrible. So then... Are they just lying to people about him being dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead for insurance reasons. He's not actually dead. <laughs> exactly. So then, basically, <laughs> Doolittle talks the bomb out of exploding, which we're going to get into that conversation. I don't know, Raph, as like... I think that that maybe is the most notable thing about this movie is that, like, I've never seen basically just like a freshman year philosophy 101 class just play out. <laughs> yeah. Like, on, on between... <laughs> A guy in a space, a star suit, and a, and a, a bomb. A I robot, guess it's a basically like robot. You never bomb? seen that before. It's, 
<laughs> yeah. It's basically like Descartes, right? Yeah. It's, like it's ba- he's basically just he going goes through, through in a sort of, and we could talk about this because I was trying to think, I was trying to remember Descartes, first of all, uh, without actually doing any research. And because um, <laughs> I got shit to do. So, yeah, I mean, it is Descartes, Descartes' meditations on first philosophy. Um, and the way it's gone about is, is kind of interesting because the way Descartes starts, the best of my recollection, and please tweet death threats if this is wrong. <laughs> I beg. It's the only way we'll learn is yeah. if we're, we're afraid. Um, <laughs> Descartes starts doubting out, doubt, starts out doubting whether or not uh, you can know about the uh, e- existence of material objects at all or uh, phenomena outside of you can you know about that and he says he says um you know your senses the only thing we, the way you know about things outside of you phenomena is through your senses and your senses can be wrong so how do you arrive at certainty about them and then he jumps to after that after saying after positing this problem Descartes says how, is it possible i'm also myself i i am misled about my own existence and he goes through his famous proof which he i think later rephrases as i think therefore i am basically he is the um the node of of experience there is no way that that is that can be done away with like there's no way you can do away with the 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 self i'm not sure he calls it that but this idea of self that experiences things and, and and understands things so um like it's impossible that I don't exist because I'm here thinking about it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's that. That's the first thing that Doolittle asks the computer: How do you know that you exist? Um, and uh, the computer says, "Because I experience things." Um, so it's kind of interesting. Kind of flip it a little bit. I don't know if there's any significance Doesn't to that. The computer say, "I think, therefore I am." Yeah. He does or, actually. Say, he does yeah. actually say that. Yeah. yeah. Smart computer. Smart bomb. <laughs> Smart bomb. <laughs> yeah. Except. Then his conclusion is that he's the only thing that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which, actually, which I think is is um, I'm not going to give this movie more credit than it deserves, <laughs> but it does make you think. It really makes you think. Makes you <laughs> ponder certain things. Yeah, man. Um, like whether or not I should go see Cheese. So Descartes actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to see I'm going to see String Cheese like in a couple of months, but I'm not like going to see them like next month <laughs> so like maybe i should just see them next month you know <laughs> anyway oh god Have i told that story on air where like i had this whole conversation with this guy and he was like talking about string cheese and i the did, band I was, or the food well no, the band but i didn't realize that <laughs> I was like, this is very confusing <laughs> and i was like i really don't know what's happening here and then it, i was like oh string cheese incident oh yeah well, string cheese. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh shit. I followed string cheese around on tour. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you like string cheese, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I think so. I liked it <laughs> so when I was like, six. Yeah, just, yeah I right. Don't know. It's like I guess if I had some right now, I would eat it. <laughs> I don't know. The conversation maybe wasn't that long, but I was definitely confused <laughs> because he called it the string cheese instead of the string cheese incident, which is how it entered our lexicon as like. Shorthand for <laughs> fucking for dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how dare you presume <laughs> that I give cutesy nicknames? So, Jeez. which interesting thing about this is that, yeah, because so, so the bomb basically decides, it goes, it gets into solipsism. It says, you're right, I can't trust my circuits. I can't trust my sense perceptions. 
but I do know that I exist. So I am the only thing that exists, which is interesting. <laughs> does because he go that far? Yeah. Or yeah. does he just yeah, say, yeah, I'm not sure ends. about... No, he does say that. Yeah. I'm concludes. the only thing that exists, and I'm going to let there be light. I'm going to create, let there be light. Yeah, he says, there was the void, and it was formless, and I was there, or some yeah. crap. Yeah. Let there be light. Let there be light. Uh, yeah. Because Genesis. That's all it takes. Self-awareness equals your God. Well, that's the thing, because <laughs> um, in the meditations, Descartes actually gets into... A couple times, he uses uh, different proofs. He has like three or four different proofs of God. Um, and uh, he describes knowledge of God. So one of the proofs is that, um, you know, it is impossible for me to... Uh, the the idea of a perfect being could not be created by an imperfect being. It has to be something that I know innately. So therefore, that is the proof of there being a perfect being. I'm, doing, I'm not doing justice to it, but roughly that. Please don't give me uh, squinty-eyed looks. <laughs> About me mangling the card, <laughs> which I've not read since okay. probably I was 19. So I'll assume that it sounds like bullshit because you related it poorly. I think I'm relaying it poorly. <laughs> but what I do remember, I'm just, I'm bad at remembering these proofs of God because they take a lot of, there's a lot. They, they, yeah, they demand a lot of, they like, demand a lot. missing steps. I yeah. went to a two hour group theory lecture that purported to cr- prove the existence of God. Okay, I mean, this is really interesting. Yeah, Saint Anselm. There's been a lot of proofs of God. Yeah, guys, listeners, if you have a good proof that God exists, uh, tweet it at us. I would have left really hard if Asher just got like hit or the opposite or something, (laughs) or the opposite. Yeah, I'm down. I'd like to see either of those. Or the proof that it's impossible to know. Yeah, I'd like all three of these proofs. Also, on my desk by (laughs) nine (laughs) o'clock, you will be graded. Also, uh, your favorite cryptocurrency. Exactly. Prove to me that cryptocurrency exists. Oh, God. I've seen no evidence for it. Yeah. You know, there is actually... How's your NVIDIA stock <laughs> doing? So much evidence. There's, um, there's a really cool um, like downtown on Broad Street across from the uh, New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Um, there's um, a Bitcoin uh, dealer, I want to say, slash cell phone repair store. Oh, God. <laughs> they started off as just like the Bitcoin store, and then they added cell phone repair. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they weren't know. making enough money. They couldn't you know, make it. Because, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know what happened. I haven't been following. Yeah, so the movie ends with... I wasn't done. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, oh, it's, so the card talks about <laughs> this idea of like... Uh, no, no, knowing yourself because there are some ideas that are innate. Like he puts mathematics in the idea, uh, in these category of ideas that are innate. And again, so the context of this is like Descartes is. People generally think of Descartes as like the 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 breaking point between wh- where philosophy and science sort of start to to come apart. Huh. And and so it's you know he breaks away from like Aristotelian thinking, which is heavily. Like the philosophy and science that are intertwined, and you know, you know things based on sense impression, and then so Descartes moves to a much more mathematical model. Of course, it wasn't just Descartes who did this. I mean, like Einstein lived, uh, not Einstein, Newton, <laughs> Einstein Newton, the Einstein which I will name, which I will name my son, <laughs> in hopes of getting him <laughs> admitted into, into Harvard, into Harvard baby school, <laughs> <laughs> Harvard school yeah. for daddy's little monsters. <laughs> What was what was the conclusion? Yeah, we, we, you're headed towards <laughs> here, right? So he <laughs> says that the idea of God is is innate. It's not uh, it's not based on experience. It's not based on imagination. But it's it's innate. But he, I, to my recollection, doesn't offer a proof for that. So it could be fictive. So this idea that the this sentient robot is like 
I'm going to imagine myself as God now because I am the only thing that exists. I'm going to imagine God into existence is also, I think, again, without doing any, without rereading any Descartes, yeah. or even re- zero research, w- zero research, not even getting to Wikipedia. Purely I've read his Wikipedia. Shooting from the hip. <laughs> uh, I think that could work in Descartes' proof. It's like you could just, you could plausibly say within, within his proof, it's like, yeah, guess what? I'm God. So, yeah. yeah. So it is bullshit, is what you're saying. Well, Which I mean, part? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not I mean, gonna, I'm not gonna come down and say it's bullshit. Look, man, full so You're saying John Carpenter is as smart as Descartes. I am saying John Carpenter. No, I, 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 no, I, you're saying Descartes. I'm no, saying no. that John Halloween is God. <laughs> was as important to human civilization as mathematics. Yeah, <laughs> as the Principia Mathematica by yeah. Sir Isaac Einstein Newton. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So in the end, the <laughs> bomb. There's a lot to talk about I'm there. Done. But You're none of us know maybe, maybe, maybe what to not. Say. I mean, uh, yeah. My my kind of interpretation of of the way that the bomb takes it is sort of like that. You can kind of start with these first principles, and then you can go off in crazy directions or something yeah. like that. Like people, That's what I, people can kind of take these things in different ways, and sometimes people go crazy <laughs> because they. Uh, they maybe take this stuff too seriously. Like some people or maybe they become like guidance. incredible philosophers and other people become cult leaders. And <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't know. If to you're, you're going to do a sort of like rigorous, uh, a rigorous investigation of, of knowledge, if you're going to do like a, a real study of like a philosophical study of epistemology, it be once people started doing that in modernity, it became very hard to slot this idea of belief of, you know, a belief of God faith starts to become a harder thing to accommodate because there's, this is a real wrenching shift in thought. And it's not just like, we think of it as like, you know, modulating between disbelief and faith as like something that's easy modulating between what existed prior to the Renaissance and the enlightenment, like that state of, of having an unquestioned fully immersed belief in um, and even calling it belief doesn't seem to do it justice in the idea that there's a there's a God that is like fully, fully real, fully present um, and has, you know, that there's a hierarchical structure of, of the world that follows utterly and completely from God. Yeah, it's part of your yeah. fundamental paradigm. Yeah. To call it a belief makes it sound like it's yeah. something like, that you had a exactly, choice. Exactly. Of like, is there another option? It's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's baked into the cake of. It's more like the framework. Yeah. Yeah. In. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it beco- becomes very hard to once you do rigorous philosophical investigation, the type Descartes is doing. You give him credit for this. You start to dislodge um, this uh, faith as like as the the lodestar, you know, or it's like the center. I guess the center of gravity. To continue mm-hmm. using the sci-fi metaphors, which everything orbits. I mean, everyone knows that we all love gravity so much. Very useful for pushing books off its shelves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then Doolittle, who's outside of the ship, having thought that he successfully convinced the bomb to not detonate, encounters uh, Talby, who's like, how did Talby get outside of the ship? He that was, was like confusing. in the airlock. He got, yeah, he got sucked out. Yeah, he got sucked did out of the airlock. aliens suck him out? No, or? no he was pinback, in the yeah. airlock. Oh, Pinback was like fighting with... No. No, no, Pinback just opened the door to let... Because Doolittle was outside, right? So oh, Pinback yeah, Pinback opens let the door in. to let Doolittle in, but doesn't and realize Talby that Talby's in that airlock, out. so he gets sucked out. Right, right. And, and he's then flying away from the ship. Doolittle is chasing Talby down to bring him back to the ship when the bomb decides, solipsistically, 
to blow itself up, that that's the only act that it can do, and therefore it's the act that it must do because it is the supreme authority in its own worldview. Is that a good way of describing it? <laughs> it's as much information as we get, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he says in the beginning there was darkness, let there be light, so he's like, you know, yeah. stating. I think it's pretty clear that the filmmakers want us to think that he thinks he's God. It's right. not entirely clear that he thinks about it. The bomb thinks about it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. But because like, why would the bomb God-like, know about maybe. the Bible? He's just describing his experience, uh-huh. right? And the way he words right. it overlaps with the wording in the Bible. But I, I think it'd be hard to expect a bomb that didn't know about Descartes to also be quoting Genesis. Huh. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, well, and this is a good segue <laughs> into the like the idea of there being something like that. There's something just so um, elemental about the atomic bomb, and the time which this movie was made. You know, there's a lot of fear of the the destructive capacity, and like this idea of like um, the total destruction of life on the planet. Right. Which was something that was. Entirely is, possible. It was possible and is possible, but that was maybe a little more present in people's thinking. This the idea that that was the the flip side of total destruction, creation of everything, the destruction of everything. These are just like different sides of the same coin. There is something elemental about the atom bomb in its its totality. There is something godlike in in the ability to wipe wipe out, out life. A civilization. You yeah. know, like you know, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, the flood. I mean, just like you, just like. Yeah, you're it's totally right. Done. You're done. So yeah. I think that, that there's an echo of that. <laughs> That's rattling through the fucking stoned minds of the idiots in the theater during this like, oh, man. Yeah, it's like a brief moment of uh, profundity. Yeah, you know? that's totally true. Yeah, it's actually weirdly a quite satisfying ending for me. Well, so let's get to the coda on this ending or the end of the ending, which is that the the bomb blows up the ship... <laughs> And it sends Talby and Doolittle in different directions. Mm-hmm. Talby grabs... Pinback and Boiler die. Pinback and yeah. Boiler die, RIP. But somehow not the dead captain. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> they see him, well, and they're like, there yeah. goes Captain Leo. See you later, buddy. <laughs> and he's like, I wonder if I'll see the Dodgers again. <laughs> oh, yeah, and also somehow he still has his speaker, which you can hear in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just and, let that go, I think. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the science of this movie is frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Talby basically joins the Phoenix... Phoenix asteroids. The Phoenix asteroids to circle the universe... Forever. Forever. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, God. Or Talby gets on a surfboard. And Doolittle oh, gets sorry, on Doolittle. a piece of trash... Debris. That he, debris That's that he rides yeah. into the atmosphere of this planet. Well... Tries to. Tries to. It, yeah. looks, it looks a lot like he fails. Yeah. <laughs> While this ridiculous... Immediately like, disintegrates. Yeah. It seems this like. song... I'm going to cut the song in because it was just like... This song is awesome. Yeah. The song is amazing. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's just like basically every cliche about like... Benton, Arizona. Yeah. That song? Really yeah. stupid. It's like... Written like for the movie. Flying Burrito Brothers outtake. Like <laughs> just like real... Late, late period birds, bird yeah. maniacs birds. Oh, God, I hate those records. I know you oh, like them. Sweetheart of the Rodeo is great. Yeah, I mean, what's his name played on it? Graham Nash uh, was no. on those records. Um, Graham Nash was on that? Yeah, Graham Nash. Was, or no, uh, sorry, Graham, Graham Parsons. Parsons. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of angry tweets about that. Asher, you fucking idiot. <laughs> 
Yeah, Graham Parsons was on the. Was Are we not already tweets. getting those tweets? I mean, I get them for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly my my bigoted newsletter that I send out once a week. <laughs> oh God! Your 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 birther. <laughs> my your, your birther website. <laughs> yeah, birther in 2019. Yeah, it's like he's still not American, folks. So I'll cut Joe, that. Joe Arpaio's investigators <laughs> conclusively proved <laughs> you're gonna say like telepathic <laughs> testing Joe Arpaio's investment tips <laughs> hey maybe we should start a new birther conspiracy theory theory that like Trump was not born at all at all yeah we fucking did it he's Swan. he's an AI yeah congealed I mean that that is like congealed. Well, it? this is off topic for sure, but that is like one of the amazing asymmetries of like the the batshit right right wing garbage dump mind <laughs> mind diarrhea <laughs> area. I don't even know what you want to call it. Oh man, they're just like too too dumb to be ideologically fascist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like no, we don't actually believe anything coherent, so we can't call us fascists. We're just insane. Yeah, but it's like the asymmetry. It's like you know. Um, Everything has like a, a secret evil dark shadow to it, except for this fucking guy. Yeah, who's like who's one of the dark who, shadows. Who's like one, who's like career. one of the strangest human beings. You know, <laughs> removing everything like that criminal. is so easy to like hate about him. Is like, and even just like removing like the criminality, just like his he himself is fucking really weird. Yeah, and you can't. How do you look at that and you're just like, that's fine. Uh, that's okay. I'm into it. I <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he like, looks no. like you. He speaks yeah. the fucking Does moron he like language. He well, he's obese though. and you're obese. You know, like you probably <sighs> hadn't figured out that you could make your hair look like it's still on your head by combing it like that. So, like, he's got and two up on millions you. of dollars. Like, in yeah, dude. If I had lots of money, I could make my hair look like that. Look all good, like the president. I think that's not accurate. I listen. Actually, I mean, are we? I feel like we've already capped talking about this movie. Was there anything yeah, anybody I don't else know what had else. to the say? The organ, about this movie? the fucking bottle organ. Yeah, yeah. Was oh amazing. my god, that was yeah, insane. That was, that was, that was awesome. I, I had an out of body experience. <laughs> yeah. So, that so there's a scene in this movie. Let's explain this for for listeners who haven't seen this movie. I would say this scene is worth googling and checking out. There's a scene where Doolittle goes into the ship and he's playing. An instrument that's made out of glass bottles that are filled with jars. different, or glass jars that are filled with different sizes or different amounts of water, so they make different pitches. I mean, they're like beakers, right? Like it was originally a All chemistry kinds of lab things. or beakers, something. Yeah, jars, just like metal containers. Buckets. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't oh, okay. think that that was actually what was making that sound, though. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But it was cool. The instrument was really fucking weird. You could make something like this at home, and it would actually work. So I kind of dug that yeah. from like a musical perspective. Except um, it would be such a pain in the ass to keep because you'd have to refill it every time you want to use it, right? Because the water would evaporate. I guess, yeah, that's true. It would go out of tune in like well, two hours. You know, you would the same way that like if you have a guitar with like a floating bridge, you know, yeah, a good right. luthier will mark where your bridge's sweet spot is with a pencil, so you know that that's where it goes. So you'd probably just mark with a marker. Is it where not luthier? It's luthier, I think. Do we have this conversation already? So let's talk about this in terms of like. Science fiction movies, like it's placed in science fiction movies. Like, is this, is this an important science fiction movie? Is this worthless? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I thought that the most interesting thing about this, sort of in terms of where it sits in the sci-fi canon, is 
sort of the de-evolution from the 50s view of science of like brave white astronauts getting in their shiny space cars and going to the rocket town. You yeah, know. it's dirty space. Yeah, and dirty, like loser, idiot space. Sort of like, leads into Alien a little bit. We, yeah, Alien. Oh, interesting. Star Wars. I mean, you know, by the end of the 70s, Soylent Green, you know, by the end of the 70s, we get a sense of like, oh, the future actually might be fucked. The future mm-hmm. might have like a 1% and like everybody else. The disillusionment. Yeah, exactly. And that was something Adam was talking about when he was on the podcast, um, which is sort of like the way that that overall worldview of just like, oh, I, like the truth that I'm being told is actually not real and the well, world is a much movies, darker... Movies caught up to literature in that sense because like, if you think about the touchstone of the more I think about this, more parallels there are to um, apocalypse now. Like, yeah, it's these guys like going out into the unknown um, for like to do not to do any good, just to destroy. Yeah, to like, do nothing. Basically, to do nothing, to accomplish nothing. It's like there's just um, the 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 mechanism of colonialism is just to 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 do bad stuff and just to go out and find bad stuff to do. So it's not a hundred percent clear that that's what they're doing. There's definitely an implication, but I, I thought it, the yeah. implication they was never, pretty yeah, they heavily. They never say that, but I, I read that on the Wikipedia page or something that, that they were doing this for colonization. Right? Yeah, it makes no, sense they, they, they in terms it. of like oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense in terms of um, uh, what the, what do you call it when you send out like self-replicating robots? There's a, a term for that to like oh, as a yeah. form of colonization. Robot colonization. Yeah, Panspermia. Some sort of drone. I forget. Yeah. It anyway, there's a thing in in scientific theory about how uh cultures become interstellar and how they develop uh and one conception is that you could send out these self-replicating probes into in every direction kind of and then within a handful of human generations they would have reached they were traveling close to light speed they would have reached every planet in the galaxy Right. And so a handful more generations and now every planet in the galaxy could be potentially ready for human colonization. Right. Uh, this is a real thing. Like, yeah, this obviously was, we don't have the technology Alan to do that Alan talked about but, this in our contact episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you weren't there. Which was yeah. really uh, upsetting because Alan was basically like, well, the fact that we haven't observed these drones but means they're all, that yeah. no planet has intelligent life to it means that no planet has undertaken that strategy successfully in our galaxy in the amount of time that we observe in the sky so that's not quite the same as saying that no one's done it it just means in in our time in our light cone we don't see it which but so the point i'm making is like this strategy of going to random star systems and just clearing them of some potential future um, hurdle would be in line with that kind of strategy, right, of sending out those probes. Because you don't want the probes to come to planets that are a waste of time. Mm -hmm. It's sort of an undermining... Like I I picture it kind of as like a bureaucratic fuck-up on how you would accomplish that goal. Like somebody said to you, oh, these robots are going to be a lot more expensive to build if they have to contend with unstable systems. And then the bureaucrat was like, okay, well, we'll send people out to do that job, not realizing that sending the people out kind of obviates the robots in the first place. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how ma- I like, much of I that like was that in the reading subtext, of that. I mean, that yeah, I think it adds a little color to the movie. Yeah. adds a little depth. I mean, this feeling of like they're just feel, wandering through. It still feels like drudgery. And yeah. it still is like yeah. kind no, it is. of like yeah. uh, 
the the kind of like uh disenchanted idea of you know the 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 purpose and journey of humankind you know it's like as individuals and collectively you give me a skeptical look uh i was i was looking at wikipedia so then i was trying to figure out what you were saying <laughs> trying I to catch got up because oh, okay, alan figured half, out the name of through. the yeah, they're called yeah. von neumann probes you guys don't care i no, do I actually care. who's von neumann? neumann klaus von neumann I don't know. I don't know why. I just Friedrich think he was a, I think he oh, was a no mathematician. Work. Yeah. I mean, mathematicist. Yeah, I'd actually, I'd love to put this to you, Sam, because you weren't here for our contact episode. I'm just like, do you think there's intelligent life on other planets? Because Alan and Raph both came in in the no category. I think it's basically, I, actually, if we're getting into this, <laughs> oh, shit. I want to say that, yeah, I think that there's probably no intelligent life. In the observable galaxy, in the sorry, the observable universe. That's that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's basically impossible that there's not intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. And at the same time, I think it's very unlikely that we'll ever run into an intelligent species. Cool, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> prove yeah. us, prove us wrong, aliens. Yeah, prove burn, us wrong. Burn like, your UFO T-shirts, idiots. I think, I think it's pretty clear that we there aren't like species capable of interstellar travel we'd see them right unless they're yeah. doing something way beyond what we understand but like are there people on planets and by people i mean creatures creatures which are capable of like hunting and like building a hut yes i think it's almost certain that that exists right yeah. What about like Dyson spheres? Well, no, I mean a Dyson sphere would require a culture to reach a point, right? right? And I, I think that's much, much more unlikely, right? I think, um, what is it, Drake's equation? I think Drake's most formulations of Drake's equation drastically overestimate how likely it is that a species becomes spe- like we're barely spacefaring, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, after <laughs> I, I finally listened to Drake. because because yeah, of that was finally listened to. That Drake. was one of the <laughs> strangest. Thing. We didn't talk about it at the time. That's one of the strangest things that's ever come up on this podcast. Is Ash has never heard a Drake song. Never heard. Or you never heard a Drake song. You never it heard. It turned Hotline out that Blame. I had heard the opening to Hotline bring like you never call at me on my cell phone. cell phone. Like someone's cell someone's phone ringing. Cell phone no, ring. I saw a video <laughs> of this dude nodding his cat's head along to it. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is fucking Google's trying to sell me or somebody's trying to sell me Balenciaga sneakers. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Bal- can like we I talk about, can we just talk about Balenciagas now? They're like $1,000. I don't know what that they is. They look like ultra dad shoes. Yeah. No, no one knows what I'm talking about. No, I know about. exactly I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. This is from phone. Vivian. They look like yeah. if you took the ugliest New Balance shoes and you made them like bigger and clunkier and they're like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's it's like it, if the most orthopedic shoe <laughs> yeah. you could buy, like special <laughs> order, like you shouldn't be walking, but if you must walk, here's something that'll prevent you from killing yourself. And then you made then you're like, mm, this color is a little too neutral. <laughs> Can I get something that actually hurts eyes when it looks at it? Like I want, I'm, I get the I'm, ugliest shade of yeah. brown, please. Like I am running out my days. <laughs> yeah, do you have in electric a place with, brown? Well, yeah, exactly. You have I'm electric brown. I am running out my days in some horrifying golf course that is an abomination to nature in eastern Florida. Holy crap! And these shoes are all almost a thousand dollars. That's what I just said, yeah. Sam. Thank oh, you, Sam. I didn't hear that because I was yeah. googling it. What is wrong with humanity? So, Raph, do you have a roundtable question? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, it's a little trite, but I'm curious. What if you if you were on a mission like this, you know, indefinite space journey, and you were whatever reason you didn't have contemporary Weed? technology for one, you didn't have contemporary technology uh, where you could like you know have access to the vast libraries of the internet. Sort of like being marooned on a desert island. Desert island with if no you Wi-Fi. Will. This is yeah. a desert island question, but like, what's your desert island book? But for a space journey. What book do we what, bring? One book do you take on a space journey where you don't have internet access? For one book. For one book. Reason. We can one only book. bring one book? Does, I, does okay. my Kindle count as one book? No. I, I hate you so much. <laughs> 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 Sam is always trying to Fine, hack. you outfoxed me. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Outsmarted He's like, me. hack the question. Like, I, don't need, I don't need Wi-Fi because it's already downloaded to my Kindle. <laughs> I don't believe in the, in, what is the line? The unbeatable scenario? <laughs> You can, uh, can you make your own book? You can that's like really small font. <laughs> it's like a hundred of, of your favorite exactly. books. Oh, yeah, together. the transcript of the Library of Congress. <laughs> that's the book I choose. All of Facebook. That's the I book mean, I'm bringing. Right. Yeah, exactly. I Facebook was, is a book, right? Yeah. We, you. It says it right, <laughs> in, right in the title. You so yeah, under you my favorite that book by the cover. Yeah, I was going up my face. <laughs> under my favorite. Books. I was fucking body slammed on this question by Sam and Alan <laughs> and their genius minds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's uh, like you, I could see like the veins throbbing in your head and like <laughs> pulsating with like. Okay, let me answer intense, your question. Now. The intense uh, in- intelligence that you summoned up <laughs> to utterly bury my puerile and infantile uh, query. How dare I? It's pretty terrible. How okay, dare I? Hang on, hang on. All right. Wait, it has to be book, right? It's one book. Yeah. Well, I'm torn. One book. Okay. Like, am I allowed to bring a collection like Shakespeare's comedies? Take. You could bring complete works of Shakespeare. Just, yeah, the Riverside Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, if I'm stuck on a desert island, I'm not gonna be want, wanting to read like fucking tragedy. What you could okay, bring fine. both. The correct, the correct shake, the complete Shakespeare. <laughs> that might be one. <laughs> I like it. You're just like, no, I, I don't want the complete Shakespeare. This is the comedies. Yeah. Because clearly, that's all I want to read. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring like a one volume, right? I, I'm amending your question, Raph. Yeah, you can bring a volume. Right. A bound book. Yeah, so you could bring so like that the North exists currently yeah, anthology of a found book that you can find on Earth right now if you now, wanted to. Not like one that we could make and then find on Earth. You can find within a week. Let's okay. put it that way. All right. Quick Alan. sign into Google printing. Maybe uh Proust? Oh, oh nice. <laughs> yeah, in search of lost time. Yeah. In search of lost sure time. They I mean, too. yeah. I don't know if I'd like it. It's a pretty risky move. Have it's you read incredibly it? long. Yeah, right. Exactly. If you haven't read it before, <laughs> and you might be, you might just be like, it, Proust's writing is uh, dense. Yeah. Well, it's you incredibly might. long and dense, right? So if I'm like out there and I have nothing else to do, but I mean, it's, you it's probably bring, worth reading in the end. Wouldn't you want to bring a book that you've already read so you know you're going to enjoy it? I don't know. That's that's an interesting question, right? Because like after the first time you read it, it now it's question. the only book you have, and you're going to have to keep reading it. Damn. So it's better but be a book of lost you can time read is again. Very long and dense. I feel like it would take me a while. Just How to long get through it. do you expect to be stuck on the island? It's a planet. Or no, a no, spaceship. It's a spaceship. Oh, a spaceship. Okay, so and it could be forever. I mean, you're still doing stuff sometimes, no, I, right, I, aren't I, you? So I'm not going to... The reason I actually thought about this, I'm not going to put a time limit. It's not indefinite. Or it is, sorry, it's, it's indefinite. It's not for the rest of your life. It's indefinite, but it's of a long duration. Okay. Could be a year. Yeah, I would definitely bring something I've read be before. Two decades. Not something I've I never read. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty smart. It is probably a risky move, I think. How about yeah. that? But, but the idea of reading something, like, I don't know. I could bring, like, the Wind-Up Bird Chronicle or something. 
No, it's not. But don't you think you get bored of it after like, you know? So that's why you're talking different about amount of time. Bring a bound volume. Well, no, I'm talking about bringing things that I know I will enjoy rereading. Uh huh. And get more from each time I read them. Right. That's what the Wind Up Bird Chronicle could be. That's how you feel about that book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> was thinking Norton Anthology of Poetry. Because you saw it on one. my shelf? Well, I was actually thinking about it. I see it's on your shelf, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's great. That's yeah. not a bad call. Yeah. I think like you could get a lot out of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can, you could, it's, it's easy. Good poetry is easy to reread, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think Focus that that volume is so much, totally. so much packed into it. Yeah, it also have or there are editions of it that have the Iliad or the Odyssey in them. Well, um, I don't know. You know, I think on the tip of bringing one novel, I would probably say like The Secret History by Donna Tartt is a book that I think I could read over and over again. It's like compulsively readable. I think it, you know, it's like a book that sucks you in in a very like dark, beautiful, hypnotic way. Maybe the question is actually more interesting if it's a single work rather than a lo- letting us bring an anthology. Yeah. yeah. Um, In but which case, I'd go with Winter's Tale. Sorry, you guys gave me such a hard time about it. <laughs> well, no, but then then there's a bunch of, like, I mean, I think Alan's answer probably hacks it and is really the smartest, but I haven't read Proust, so I really wouldn't know if that would be worth it, and I'd hate to get out there. And I've tried to read the beginning of Swan's Way, like, 50 times. If you look over there, I mean, we're kind of looking at my bookshelves now. Um, I think I have two copies of it up there, and I just feel like... I don't know. Anyway, I've I've tried to read it a lot of times. I've fallen asleep trying to read it a lot of times. Um, yeah, it's beautiful writing. It's like lyrical and gorgeous, but I don't know if I could pull it together. I would bring um, it, second choice. Um, this is gonna be fun. This is, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some shit for this, but Infinite Jest, David Foster Wallace, because. I could hate that book for the rest of eternity. <laughs> that book, that is one of the stupidest things I've ever read. You are wrong for liking it because it is bad. I've never it read is it. Bad book. Bad book. <laughs> bad book. Bad book. Stupid. Fatuous. Fatuous. F A T U O U S. So that, so I mean, look there's a bunch of other things. That's why you want to bring it? That's why I want to bring it because I'll never. I you think they'll never enjoy reading that book. Oh, wait. I will have every day, I will read a page of that book. And take a fucking rage dump in my pants, <laughs> in my spa- star suit. You know, terrible. but yeah, but yeah, I think also there's like you know, in terms of anthologies, uh, you know, what's his name, Rich- Richmond Lattimore would be another good one. Like the collection of Greek and Richard and, Lattimore. Yeah, Richard Lattimore, isn't it Richmond Lattimore? I don't know. I think it's Richard. Oh, anyway, whatever. Lattimore's collection of uh, of Greek and Roman myths would be probably pretty interesting to have. Like wait, a big one. Wait, what? Would, sorry, I died for a second. Lattimore's <laughs> collection of <laughs> died for a second. Um, ex- yeah, I, I experienced a small death. <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably you be just <laughs> that one would be pretty good. I mean, you know, there's probably a bunch of different, like you know, the complete works of. I think you're right that the complete works of Shakespeare is pretty, pretty key. That's a solid one. That's a solid answer. Yeah, Thank that's you, a really Sanford. good answer. For both actually being saying like, one thing of value, yeah. ever. <laughs> you, you can yep. quit the show now. <laughs> it's like goodbye. All right. I mean, um, I think that's, I it's an interesting question purpose. because, like, there are books that I always think about where I'm like, man, if I had a lot of time, I would read these books, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's a question of like, well, are these? 
if you're in a, such a dire situation where you need something that's going to give you energy and give you life, oh yeah, maybe should you, you need... be reading these things, or should you just be reading something that you know you like? Yeah, should you just read? Maybe you know, my book should Gatsby be like your Catcher in the Rye over and over again, and be like, "Isn't it great to be white?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about uh, American Boys Handbook? White. What's that? Oh wait, no, it's not a desert island it's a spaceship. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> should we throw two endorsements? Sam, you got to start it, man. Okay. I endorse n- not having endorsements on shows like this. I fucking hate you, Sam. Alan? <laughs> um, no? Yeah, I, I went to uh, this restaurant called The Eddie uh, huh. in the East Village recently. It's actually like a few blocks from here. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really good. It's like New American, you know, it's for Valentine's Day. Nice. Um, you actually went to a restaurant on Valentine's Day? No. Oh. Right, the way day after. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Smart. It's yeah. funny. I went to a restaurant on Valentine's Day, not for like a Valentine's Day dinner. So we went to like a place that we would normally go to, and they didn't have a tasting menu, and it was awesome. Oh, wow! Really? Yeah. What Isn't place? The Pearl. Cool. Yeah. Man, those fucking preview menus are so annoying. I know they're like, the fucking worst. Yeah. They yeah, don't I tell you about that. them. I hate that. Well, we walked in and we were like, okay, if they have a prefix menu tonight, we're not doing it. Yeah. And they didn't, and we were like, awesome. Yeah. Oh, done. People's ridiculous expectations. I Isn't don't know. it Prick's fee? Seraph, the, what's your endorsement? That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what you charge, Sam. <laughs> 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 My endorsement is broken, uh, Sam. I, I don't amazing. have one this week. Uh, oh, wow. Have We're real low on endorsements this week. Oh, yeah, God, I, guys. I oh, I have like the inverse of an endorsement. Does that count? Yeah. An un- endorsement. An no, endorsement? No, it's not Should we the do opposite. That from now it's the inverse. Like, so I walk by a restaurant Something on the way over here. other people told you to do. No, I'm Maybe. seeking endorsement or lack thereof. Oh, yeah. That's an endorsement. No, the answer to the question you're about to ask. Yes. I'm trying to elicit an endorsement. Thank you. Okay. So I walked by. <laughs> there's a place just on 2nd Avenue, I guess. Just a block from here. Asher, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Keep they have like gluten-free vegan pizza. Which is actually kind of hard to find in the city. Huh. Have you been there? No, I haven't been to that place. It's like right next to the deli on the corner. You know the place I'm talking about? Yeah, Maybe I know three the place you're talking about. Yeah. Never been there. Never been. So I have failed to elicit. Oh, wait, on 2nd cool. Avenue? Yeah, no, no, I've been there. Oh, he, you have been there? Yeah, their food is good. Atlas? Would you endorse it? Yes, Atlas. I, I would medium endorse Atlas. I medium would say endorse. it's pretty solid. Okay. You can definitely All right. go. All right, cool. Yeah. So my endorsement for the episode is maybe go to Atlas. Cool. Don't shrug. Um, I... Alice shrugged. Uh, yeah. Um, Real good. Guys. Real smart stuff. How, how have we not talked about this yet on this week? I want to endorse our homeboy, Lyndon LaRouche, who's oh. dead. You want to endorse him or his death? I want to endorse his Wikipedia page and the pursuit of anyone who tries to understand what it was oh, that man. he yeah. actually believed. I read the Wikipedia page. I was like... This doesn't make him sound insane at all. What's going on here? <laughs> like, oh, he really? Seemed, yeah, like, well, I just skimmed it, but okay. it, didn't, it didn't have yeah, anything in there that was yeah. like terrifyingly nuts. Oh. No, so there's actually a separate article. So this is the thing. There's a, se- <laughs> there's a separate. Okay, so his Wikipedia was very cleaned up. Once you go to like the the his beliefs, the beliefs of philosophy page, yeah, it's a separate page. It's wild. It's okay. a wild ride. <laughs> oh, so somebody just moved <laughs> it. I, I thought basically. you were following my so Twitter. What did I posted he, about what, what were some of the things that he believed. Fucking <laughs> no. he, believes, he believes first of all it's like I really that a dollar is actually is 74 cents yeah <laughs> it's just like, it's I mean, like it's time cube stuff 
<laughs> it's really super time QB. Um, <laughs> it's just nonsense. Like the first of all, he's like apparently like had some <laughs> academic training in like neo Marxism, but then just like his interpretations of it are like completely, completely batshit. Like, <laughs> um, okay, so the only the, the major thing like his part of his worldview, or was part of his worldview at one point was that the world is divided between Neoplatonists and Neo-Aristotelians, which I think like he based on like the most wildly uh, wrong reading of like what those two words mean. <laughs> uh, and just like you turn it into this pervasive worldview. And I don't remember which one he was pro and, and, and anti. He's Platonist. He's pro-Platonist and he's anti-Aristotelian. <laughs> I can't even begin to s- describe <laughs> what he thinks those things mean. Can so. you... <laughs> No, that's the thing. Is like you can't. I. So who ends up being a follower of Lyndon Lurie? Well, so Queen, that's Queen Elizabeth the thing. is responsible for all the drug trafficking in the world. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth II. Sorry. The, the current queen. The one who's on sitting on the throne. Uh huh. Yeah, he all was the like, drug trafficking. Uh, yeah, he's like, like he's a Rothschild guy. Or directly, not like because of a policy she instituted in like no 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 no. she like el chapo is actually her okay it's like you know her robots (laughs) i don't think she doesn't he doesn't bend into the sci-fi like david ike but it's in that neighborhood of just like like he thinks that the rothschilds thought thought, yeah he thought that the rothschilds like ran a global cabal that i don't even oh yeah that's not (laughs) true (laughs) He's a truther. <laughs> yeah, I just you know, a truther? what was it? Well, yeah, that's obviously very on brand. I, I mean, saw like, a guy standing in Washington Square Park last week holding a sign up that said don't, don't judge Trump before doubling the square and it had a picture of a square raised to the second power. And I was like I just <laughs> I just don't have the mental faculties to understand what you believe and are trying to communicate. It was like, I've, I've, I've received more cogent Doubling directed messages from dogs. You, you know, it's just like, I'm a, sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would endorse our listeners to go tr- try and engage in the noble pursuit of figuring out what the fuck Lyndon LaRouche believed. He believed that the symphonies are playing the wrong key. Like he believed that instruments are tuned to the wrong notes that a is not, 440 he believed that a was like 443 because if you like you know followed the right like frequency that verity had that that would have changed the resonances of everything which is like i mean i've heard people scientific theories like like that yeah yeah there are people who believe stuff like that but it's like combine that with like libertarian economics and it's just like yeah i don't understand so brain melting so the point there is that like things would sound better if they were tuned correctly, or they, they would, would be just more, sound more correct. accurate. The more yeah. accurate to the way. I mean, there's. I think that people more accurate to people, the true there resonance. Is some, that is not my area, but there's some semblance of like scholarly consensus that like the way we play Bach is inaccurate because it's like they're they're oh, tuned we're, to different. They're I resonating see. on different. The clavichords are resonating on oh, different got frequencies. It. Okay, yeah. yeah. Also, they're in different physical arrangement, right? Y- I don't. Mean? I don't know. I I have a hard Different time understanding how any of that, like, is related I have to a hard politics. Time. Well, also, like, <laughs> it's it's hard to say that that Bach is incorrectly tuned. 
because we have pipe organs that still exist from that time, and their tuning may have changed slightly because of you we, know temperature changes or humidity. But like but the half life of pipe organ might have changed since then. You don't know. But no, that didn't land. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah so it. it's it's hard to imagine that like a pipe organ would. You know, it's not going to change notes that much, right? Like those pipes are still going to maintain, and A is still going to be close to what it was when that pipe you was forged. You can like just look at the pipe and just right, and that would tell you what an A is. Yeah, but you don't need to play it. <laughs> or you just yeah. look at it, right? That, I'm on that level of mu- music where I just look at <laughs> and do some yeah. math. I look and yeah, math. you <laughs> look at the length of the cylinder, <laughs> right, and you're yeah. like, and it's that's diameter. a B flat. Yeah, and I look at well, the bit rate of the MP3. I'm like, metal. very good. <laughs> 8.9 pitchfork. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys. That's so, yeah. Um, thanks so cool much for tuning stuff. into this show where we said a lot of relevant and intelligent things. All right. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Asher Lack. Sam is at Case of Piles. Oh. Alan. At Highly Affiligent. And Raph. Have a cool penis. <laughs> at Have a Cool Penis. And you can follow the <laughs> show at Robot House Pod. And it's spelled H A U S. All right. Awesome. Thanks again. Until next time. See you later. Bye. I think Bye. Your, your handle is like a lot funnier because it's have and not has.